The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Many of you have been in contact over the last year or two, any time when we're discussing the economy and taxation, to express your hatred for the universal social charge. The USC, which was introduced during a time of economic crisis by Brian Lenehan as finance minister, it was supposedly temporary, but it has remained. We have two guests with us. I'm going to start with the editor of the Business Post, Daniel McConnell, because his newspaper yesterday broke the story that there seems to have been a change in attitude in government towards the USC. What can we expect to happen? So what we can expect, Matt, is uh, part one of a series of cuts, in my view, under Fianna Fáil's watch to the universal social charge. And I think it's going to be one of the main battlegrounds of the next general election. And what's very clear out of a parliamentary party meeting uh, that Fianna Fáil held recently, the USC emerged as the number one ticket item that they want to see. The significance of all of this is, as you rightly said in your introductions, it's the first time Fianna Fáil have held the finance portfolio since Brian Lennon in 2010. They're the party who introduced this much-hated tax and they want to be the party to get rid of this much-hated tax. It's the most painful, visceral reminder to everybody who opens up their pay packet every month of the cost of Fianna Fáil's misadventure and uh, recklessness in terms of the economy uh, uh, in the run into 2008 and 2009. Um, so what we did was we basically bounced this around. We spoke to a lot of people in government at ministerial level, advisor level, official level. It's very clear that Fianna Fáil, this is their top priority. But what was significant enough, and Neil Martin, I should say, gave voice to this when he was in the Middle East last week to our reporter, Daniel Daniel Murray, and basically said it's under consideration. When, when you get a, a kind of a comment like that publicly... That gives you that it's definitely in the mix. It's definitely, you know, up for consideration. Behind the scenes, what we were getting is Fianna Fáil really want this. And they really want it because, as for, for the reasons I've just said, significantly, however, Fine Gael have also said they want, they're very happy to see this. Yeah, but sorry, have Fine Gael missed a trick here in that they've held the finance portfolio for many years until recently when Michael McGrath took it and swapped with Pascal Donoghue. They went into the general election in 2016 campaigning explicitly yeah. on the idea of abolishing the USC and then they hand over the finance ministry to Fianna Fáil, which starts reducing with a, a, a look towards possibly abolishing the USC. Is that bad politics by Fine Gael? Well, you see, I think Fine Gael would probably say they, they went out and campaigned and this is one of their big ticket items in 2016. They lost the 2016 general election. I mean, they they went from 76 seats to 50. You know what I mean? They weren't. They had to go into a minority government with Shane Ross and the other independents um, and, you know, they basically couldn't get it. You know, they felt they didn't have a mandate to do it. Um, but I definitely think they're open to that chart. You know, they wanted to do something about it. They had criticised Fianna Fáil for introducing it. But yet, you know, their legacy is their legacy after 11 or 12 years in office. They haven't done it. It's what's significant, Matt, is that Fine Gael sought to make taxation the issue when the three junior ministers came out earlier this summer with that op-ed in the Irish Independent saying they wanted a tax break so up to €1,000 for ordinary workers up to 52000 That drove Michael McGrath and Fianna Fáil absolutely crackers. Why? It only meant about 20 quid a week. It did, but I suppose the point was Fine Gael, you know, you know, having surrendered the taxation portfolio in, in finance, we're still trying to, to, to dictate traffic, you know, dictate the, the, the tone. Um, Michael McGrath essentially made it clear he's not going to be pushed around or bullied by anybody, and he said it's ultimately his decision. What I thought was very interesting is Pascal Dunne, who was on uh, Morning Ireland this morning, and was asked this very question, and he made it very clear, that's a decision for Michael McGrath, i.e. I'm not getting in, I'm not, I'm not ramping this up. But So what's very clear is that USC will form, will be one of the key pillars of the, of the budget. We've heard soundings out of the Fianna Fáil party 
thinking in Tipperary this afternoon. The, teach, the Tone Show, I should say, was asked about it. Michael McGrath was asked about it. And very interesting, Norma Foley, the Education Minister, was asked about it and said very clearly, she's very happy it's on the table. She's very happy that it's under consideration. Fianna Fáil want this, if not gone in step one. They want, they want a good chunk taken out of the USC. Okay, we also have Suzanne Rogers with us from Social Justice Ireland. Uh, Suzanne, is this good news for income <coughs> taxpayers that essentially they're going to have more of their own money to spend, that the money that's taken from them in taxation by the state is going to be reduced? It's going to be a really interesting space, I suppose, over the next month or two. But I'm just looking at, like, to quote uh, Mr. McGrath here, I'm just looking at the press release. He says he's doing a trawl right through the entire taxation code across all the different heads to see what opportunities there may be to be more innovative, to be more innovative and be more creative. And I think that's what we would like to see is the taxation conversation, we immediately think, you know, my income tax, my, my wage, that's the first thing that most of us think about, VAT and corporation tax. And we really need to be broadening our tax base. And I think where they could maybe look at putting more money back into our pockets by you know, providing more services. And I, that's a really key thing. Like the other heads that you were talking about there kind of afternoon, you're talking about extra free GP care spaces, you're talking about tented accommodation for people coming in seeking international protection. Like we have a lot of costs in this country. How we pay for them is the taxation conversation. USC is bringing in about $5 billion. So if they're going to get rid of it, they're going to have to maybe look, okay, what are we going to replace that with? Sorry, what why do they back? have to replace it at all? If we're talking about a potential surplus of 65 billion or so over the next few years, why isn't that not the opportunity to start reducing taxes rather than actually looking for replacements? This is the bit that always fascinates me as well. Like, we are having with the conversation one minute about tax surpluses, and then the next headlines are children who don't with special needs who can't get a bus to school and um, children with mental health issues who can't be seen through the, the mental health service for ages I actually I find it difficult to compute those two things myself so I don't know what we're doing with the tax take but if we're going to take 5 billion out of it we need to look at the services that we're trying to provide with that and for us I mean there's some estimates reckon that there's actually 15 billion euro in this country in tax release and tax expenditures so tax that's being foregone that could be a different way of approaching this whole conversation looking at environmental stuff you're looking at maybe um, you know things like aviation taxes aviation fuels there'll be a lot of different ways to come at looking at the tax take I think you know if, if they're going to look at USC that's okay that's as Pascal said that is a political decision um, but I mean looking at the overall tax take I think maybe we do need to be just more creative in general But Suzanne could it be that if at least you reduce income taxes you're providing more incentive for people to work and to take up jobs which at present we're failing to fill that's, I think, only at a certain level. I mean, as, as, as a country, we have an enormous amount. We've got a really, really high percentage of people who are on low-pay work, precarious work. Um, so, I mean, I agree if we want to make work pay, we want to make work attractive, then we do need to be looking at things like that. But I don't think like I don't think that's going to be... I don't think USC is going to make that much difference for people on low incomes. It is going to benefit those on middle to high incomes more and I mean that's what the previous budget seemed to be doing anyway is the tax changes are bedding in long term changes for those on medium to high incomes but I mean the Commission on Taxation and Welfare again you know they're looking at you know lots and lots of different ways um, of increasing the tax take and 
you know, it, I think we do have to be just a bit more creative. I mean, you know, it's very hard to have a conversation about wealth tax without people getting very exercised. Um, but, you know, th- these things are definitely worth having a discussion. But I don't know if USC is the way to go. I mean, we would be fans of the refundable tax credit for those on low incomes. I think that's maybe a different way to put money back in people's pockets. But look, providing services as well that people need is a huge way to make your wages go further. I think that can't be stressed enough. So, Daniel McConnell, the budget, though, is going to be weighted, isn't it, towards spending on services rather than giving money back in tax cuts. Oh, is, Again, yeah. is that politically the wise thing to do? Because if Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are losing an awful lot of the uh, younger vote and lower income vote to parties of the left and Sinn Féin, politically would it not make more sense for them towards middle income and higher income earners to give them more of their tax back? It would, but I think what what's happening here and what has evolved, Matt, since COVID is, it, look, we, we now essentially will have three budgets on, on budget day. It's it's the core budget, you know, the traditional budget that we get very exercised. We'll have this non-core spending relating to Brexit, um, COVID-19 and Ukraine, you know, the, the cost of you know housing all, all our friends from Ukraine have come in. But then you also have this additional package and this is where all the funny money is happening. This is where all the kind of the sleight of hand from Michael McGrath and Pascal Dunn has been going on over the last year of, or two years as once-off measures. You know, the kind of the, 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 the energy credits, the, the fuel allowance, the, 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 so, you know, the kind of shopping list of nice, nice goodies that we're after getting. This is, has flummoxed a lot of the economists because, because they're now they're not once off because they've been recurring two or three times now. So at, and at a cost of billions. At a cost of billions. And, you know, they're not... They're not contained within the, the, the day-to-day figures. So people are trying to get a handle. This is a very, this is going to be a very, very large budget again. And what I think what they're looking at uh, is the, the sort of success stories of last year, like the free school books at, at primary level. So we're now going to definitely see free school books at second level. They're going to try and do everything for everybody. You know, in terms of they're going to, there's going to be universal targets uh, or targeted uh, universal measures and targeted measures across the board. Um, so the actual core budget is probably going to be the least exciting part of all of the you know the budget discussion of the next. And, and you budget. forgot the carbon budget as well. Carbon budget as well. Yeah, but they're sort of factored in, and the government has held very fast on that. They're not going to budge on that. However, my, the point I was going to make was, you know, the interesting battles will be fought in the last three to four days before um, the budget is announced. That's when the leaders, Michael McGrath and Pascal Jr. will sit down and say, this is our envelope for spending for this year that we can spend on all the nice little goodies that make people feel very good about themselves. Okay, but is this going to be the big giveaway budget or are they still going to hold something back for a year's time in advance of a general election? There's, well, sorry, we were being guided to, so last year's budget in, in total was around 11 billion. That's excluding some of the once-off measures, but around 11 billion. We're on par, we're, so we're on course to see a budget of that scale again. That's a significant budget. But there's in some, an inflationary, in an inflationary environment. environment. But there's also um, some suggestion that those non-core and once-off measures could, could go even go beyond that. Because, let's not forget, there's talk of a general election in the back end of next year, but we do know that there are local and European elections in, in May of next year, May or June of next year, and that's the first real test, and, and we know that Sinn Féin had such a bad day at the office in 2019, they're going to bound and come back stronger. So the government have to watch, offset that. And what they did last year was they tried to out-shinner the shinners, as one minister said to me, they're going to do the same again this year. One interesting response to, um, um, to the point being made there about you know narrowing the tax base, one interesting suggestion, well, they could start charging people for water again if they want to, you know, in order to pay for the USC, but I'm not sure... Well, that's take that not one. going to happen. <laughs> Daniel McConnell, editor of the Business Post, and Suzanne Rogers from Social Justice Ireland. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-